This is Not Your Average Financial Podcast, Episode 152, Build Your Silent Sales Machine with Jim Cockrum. Traditional financial planning is no longer working. And in the new normal economy, your host, certified financial planner Mark Willis, invites you to join us as we engage the new and improved steps for establishing financial sanity. Be curious, be stable, be sane. This is Not Your Average Financial Podcast, helping you think different about your money, your economy, and your future. Many of you have had major disruptions in your income this year, and I think maybe now is the perfect time to drop this episode. We actually recorded this last fall before the world changed, of course, uh, but now I think more than ever, Jim Cockrum's message needs to be heard. Now, who is Jim Cockrum? Now, since the 1990s, Jim and his team have been on a mission to help entrepreneurs thrive by combining classic business truths with cutting-edge creative online strategies. They now boast over 1,500 documented stories of success from entrepreneurs and businesses around the world, but they are just getting started. Now, Jim was ranked among the most trusted internet marketers in the world. Among hundreds of experts, his name keeps popping up and showing up on the top of the lists, according to the 60,000 voting members of an independent watchdog service. His best-selling book, Silent Sales Machine, has been read by over 1 million people around the world and is in a consistent top 10 seller on Amazon in the internet business category. His business mission in life is to assist those who have an entrepreneurial heart and help them build sustainable income streams online. He is the proud husband of and father uh, of five children, three of which are internationally adopted children, and his faith grounds him in his principles for business and life. He has some unbelievable advice and wisdom to share, so take it away, Jim. Jim, welcome to the show. Great to be here, Mark. Such a pleasure to be invited. Looking forward to it. Well, me too. I, I can't believe we're going to get to pick inside of Jim's mind here for a bit. It's been tremendous learning and reading and understanding where you've taken your community. But before I get into everything you've accomplished and put together for uh, the, the members of your community, I want to go right to how you built your very first business. I'm talking way back in when like little kid Jim, right? What was your first, <laughs> how did you earn your first dollar uh, That's as a, a kiddo? Great question. You know, I, uh, it was a failure. It was an abysmal failure. <laughs> but I remember, I think I was five years old one night. I think it was a Friday night, actually, because uh, I didn't have school the next day. Um, I was in my room and I decided I was going to put a price tag on every toy I owned. <laughs> and I did it. I got my, I got some labels from my mom, put a price tag on everything I owned. I, and the next day I woke up early, drug it all into the front yard, put it on tables and chairs and had a yard sale. <laughs> now the problem was we lived in the country on 50 acres and on an average Saturday, you might see five or 10 cars drive by your house. On that particular Saturday, we saw three cars exactly. <laughs> I remember all three of them and none of them stopped. And uh, I remember thinking to myself at a very early age, uh, 45 years ago, I was thinking, man, I need more traffic. <laughs> <laughs> well, traffic is what you have now. So tell us how you got from where you were there as a five-year-old to today, where you've, you know, you've become the most, as some call you, the most trusted marketer on the internet. Uh, you've sold how many copies of your book? It's in now, it's in, in its ninth edition yeah, or a nice update? 
my best-selling book's at its 10th update and it wow. sold well over a million copies. We kind of stopped keeping track. We just know that a lot of people have read it and passed it around. And, well, so how do you evaluate the online landscape today? When you're looking at helping your audience start, grow, or expand their online business, what is the landscape of the online world like today? Yeah, we, we live in inarguably. I could, I could lay out the facts for about an hour and it would be virtually impossible for anyone to argue against me. We won't do that, but uh, if you'll trust me on that point, it, it, this should resonate with most of your listeners. We live in the best time in human history to be alive if your goal is to, at very low risk and very low time commitment, launch a potentially very profitable business using the internet creatively. That's the secret sauce. That's the tool that we didn't have even 20 years ago, near to the power that we have now. Just, we live in the greatest time. So the landscape, uh, my pastor asked me here about, it's been a couple of years back, he said, hey, how, how's business? And I was trying to think of a nice visual to explain my perception of the time we live in. And I say, I said, pastor, I feel like I'm wearing these special glasses. Every time I look out the window, I see $100 bills blowing in the wind. There's just so much opportunity. I can't find the right people fast enough. I can't teach fast enough and pursue the partnerships fast enough to, to, to capture all the opportunity that's out there. And it's very unique in human history. There's, there's never been anything that even comes close to the time that we live in. We can do this from our home. We can do this as a seven, eight-figure business. Tell me a bit about the community that you've been able to build. It's incredible what you've done. You've earned the trust of literally thousands of people. So what, what is it you're doing that's helping people break free of the nine to five, let's say, and try this launching a business in the midst of uh, an internet revolution, let's say? Yeah, well, you know, it's interesting. I, I play in a marketplace that's full of scammers and hucksters and people who want to rip you off, take your money and run. And some of them have good intentions. They just don't know what they're doing. So if we were to go to Google right now and type in, I want to make money online or learn to make money from home. You're 95% of what you're going to see is a total scam. It, those are the people that, you know, my name pops up in that mix, unfortunately. So one of the first things I have to do is earn trust. And I love that you just used that word. So the way we do it is we just unleash wave after wave after wave of powerful, free content, stuff that works, true success stories, inspiration, people who started a few months ago and now they're doing incredible things we just tell you story after story and, and you can hang out these with these people. You can hang out in our, our Facebook group with these people. We protect our integrity. We only teach what works. So if you do that, my definition of trust, by the way, is consistency over a long period of time. That's how you earn trust. We've been doing this coming up on 20 years now, just creating a lot of success stories, teaching the most creative strategies. We actually run our own eight figure business selling products online on Amazon through our own Shopify websites. And there's probably 15 directions we could go today. I want to, I want to serve your audience well, though, kind of let you take the reins back over before I drift into Storyland. <laughs> <laughs> stories are what make the podcast go well. So I'm, I'm always happy to hear stories, testimonials, examples. Tell us what is the CES model? Give us the breakdown of your incredibly best-selling book. What is CES? The, the book Silent Sales Machine is my attempt to make sure that the reader understands we live in the best time in human history. We've already covered that. I give a little more facts and data to support that. If you want to launch a business, best time in human history. We're so blessed. Next thing I say is you don't need to spend a lot of money. 
and you don't need to learn a lot of new technology. And once I've established those three things, I launch into what I consider to be the only three legitimate ways to make money using the internet. The C, the E, and the S. The C is consult, E is expand, S is sell. Consult, expand, sell. I'll take them in reverse order. We like to start people with the S, which is just simply, in some cases, selling stuff laying around the house that you don't need anymore. That unopened Christmas present, maybe it's some old books that you'd probably never read again, but there might be some value to them. With just a few minutes of research, you put them up for sale online, maybe someone across the planet buys it. You know, first thing I sold that got me hooked over 23 years ago was a pair of used basketball shoes. I'd paid $20 for them. They sold for $700 on eBay to a guy in Singapore. I had an international business in a matter of minutes. Never before possible in human history, but there it was happening. It was happened. I happened to have a pair of very valuable collector basketball shoes. I didn't even realize it. And I was hooked. So that's selling physical product. It could be anything from clearing out your house or sourcing retail products, you know, sourcing things from Walmart for 10 bucks that you can sell online for 50. We have people with seven figure businesses doing just that. That's one of the models we teach. So that's the S, the sell. The E, the expand, is kind of like what we're doing on this podcast right now, Mark. You and I are both expanding our audience by serving them with great content. And once you have an audience that listens to you and cares what you have to say next, you can monetize that in hundreds of ways. You want to protect your integrity, continue to serve them well, make sure you're only delivering value because one of the temptations you have once you're expanding an audience and people are listening to you is you can kind of sell out sell some garbage, take the commission and run. But if you resist that temptation and you truly serve well, delivering great free content and only introducing high quality offers that your customers are going to thank you for, E is a powerful model, expanding your audience. And then finally, the C, consult. That's basically just a simple matter of teaching people. It's like, hey, I've done the S and the E. I know how it works. People are going to line up and bang your door down and say, hey, show me how that works teach me. Can you help my business? Can you show me how you've done this? And all three models operate around here. My 19-year-old son runs all three models in his life. We have a good handful, thousands of people in our community running all three business models. They complement each other. They build on each other. That's what the book is about, helping you choose your initial path and then understand multiple streams of income through the three models we just hit, the C, the E, and the S. I love it. I want to throw you a curveball a little bit here, Jim. Let's, let's, go. Imagine, let's imagine that maybe I'm listening today and I'm already doing a business. Maybe I have a physical location. Maybe I'm even doing retail somehow, or maybe I'm selling a physical product. Uh, you know, how can I add what you just said, sell, expand, and consult to my uh, product business? And what about service business? What if I don't sell a physical product, but I maybe I'm an accountant could I still do CES if I yes. have a service-based business too? Absolutely. This is what, again, what you and I are doing right now, Mark, on this podcast, those who are listening to it, what are you doing? You're consuming just-in-time information versus just-in-case information, which is what you went to school for. You may need to know how to dissect a you know, triangle at some point, so here's Pythagorean's theorem, and hopefully you know, you'll remember it and use it if you ever need it someday. Well, that's just-in-case information. I'm talking about just-in-time information. People are listening to this show saying, I want something that I can, I can listen to now, apply five minutes from later, and improve my life 
as a result going forward. Stuff that I can use now. If you're in a service business or in a retail business, you've got to find a way to use that powerful word information. We're in the information age. You can literally have an idea in your head and create money with that idea. Information is so powerful. So what are you really good at? What information could you create to give your customers an incentive to care the next time you have something to say? The most powerful asset you will ever have in the information age is a list of people who can't wait to hear what you have to say next. That's powerful. That's the E, the expand that we talked about in CES. So you've got to figure out a way. If you're a service business, if you're retail, if you've got a product, you've got to start growing an audience. You need an audience of your own. We're at a place where we can go on YouTube and learn how to fix our, uh, fix our roof, anything you'd like, right? And it stands to reason that if you are the one producing that content, and if you find a way for folks to, as you said, trust that you're going to bring consistently over a long period of time quality information that's in relevant, entertaining, and educational, uh, they're going to find ways to come alongside you. Everyone is looking for guides in their life. And you know, no matter if you're an accountant or fixing the, the coolest guitar, building the best guitar pedal in the universe, you're going to be... Um, more likely to be in front of folks when you've used the incredible leverage of the internet that we have today. It's almost like our biggest asset, as you said, is your list of people. I would say your biggest liability is irrelevance. Yeah. You know, I, I like doing a SWOT analysis from time to time on your life and your business, maybe even your health or your marriage, strength, weakness, opportunity, threat. And I would agree that one of the biggest threats that we face would be are we relevant or not? And if you're not relevant, if people aren't asking your advice, you're slowly drifting towards potential irrelevance. If they are asking your advice or seeking you out for whatever that topic is, that's the upward curve you want to be on. But if people aren't seeking your advice, uh, you're in a dangerous position in an information age. Wow. You're easily replaced. And I've never stated it that way before, but something about the way you just phrased the, the, the threat um, yeah, that, that's, that's kind of the, the cleanest way that I can, that I can categorize is it, how many people do you have asking your advice in an average month? And if that number is low, you need to fix that. Yes. Yeah, so how much money I have in the bank? Yes, absolutely. That's a number that we can touch, feel and, and grasp, but mm -hmm. how big, how, how many people do you have that will listen when you talk? Another way I call this our 3am list. Have you ever heard of that concept, no. Mark? I think you'll really enjoy this. That's simply a list of names. If I gave you a, a yellow legal pad right now and a pen and as much time as you needed, and I would say, I, I don't care what names you put on here, I want to count the number of names you can put in this pad. And every one of them, the only way their name gets on this yellow pad is if it's someone you could call at three in the morning, they would take your call, they would gladly, willingly jump out of bed and do what it took to come to your aid. That list, the bigger it is, the bigger better your odds of success in mm. life and business in all areas. So that is an asset. It's not money in the bank, but it's people who know, like, and trust me. And when I have a good solid idea, they're going to be listening. That is a solid foundation for a great future. But if you don't have that, if you just have a product and a competitor could come along and potentially make a slightly better product at a slightly better price and start to make you irrelevant, well, the way you guard against that is, your message, expand, mm. the E, E. You've got to have an audience of people who care. And the 
And if they really, really care and they're not 3 a.m. list, man, that's true security. Well, you're, you're speaking bigger and deeper than uh, online selling, aren't you? You're talking about uh, assets and liabilities and attention and trust and integrity. Uh, and I see the power of what you're describing. Uh, I think you're right. I think the, the best thing we can do is consistently provide significant value to the people we care about, whether it's um, you know, your, your small group at church, whether it's the people you manage at your, at your office. One of my clients, he got back to me and said, YouTube has changed my life. I convinced him to start creating content. And this episode certainly isn't about creating YouTube videos. That's just one of numerous ways you can serve an audience with content. But he created some simple videos. It took his business from, I think, if I remember correctly, it's been a few years back, from like $100,000 a year business to an $800,000 a year business very rapidly. He was writing me to thank me. And I said, well, it sounds like your YouTube videos really went well. And he's like, yeah, some of them are even getting like 25 or 30 views. I'm like, that's not very many. He said, yeah, but it's such a qualified niche thing that I'm doing. That's all it takes. Because my average client is $10,000 in my pocket at that first month, right? Uh, it's not about volume, massive volume. It's about getting in front of the right people. And niching down until it hurts, right? I'd rather yes. 10 true, dedicated, unbelievably sold out rock star fans than 10,000 uh, observers. Let me ask you this, Jim. What are the risks with the kind of business, the kind of mindset? Uh, do you see any other risks coming on the horizon of online businesses? It, as long as you're willing to adapt and embrace constant change, if I could flip that switch, and if it's not on, it needs to be on. You need to be willing to adapt to change. I'm not talking about major earth-shifting changes, but I'm talking about slow and steady, paying attention to the big trends, being willing to try new things. Don't assume that because it works today, it's going to work five years from now. Always be learning is another way to say the same thing. You can test ideas for $5, $10, or for free, turning on your smartphone. Now you can just start throwing the stuff against the wall and see what sticks. $5 here, $10 there, test a few ads there, throw some content on YouTube. There's no big mm -hmm. risks. And none of it is, none of it's complex tech, technically either. So the risks, yeah. I'd say we're in the most risk-free environment that we've ever seen for entrepreneurs. That's why it's the greatest time to be alive. I get a lot of pushback from some clients. I'll, I'll say, hey, you know, you can increase your income just by walking out your door and trying out any number of the gig economy apps. And yet there's a cap because we're still sort of beholden to the structure of Uber or whatever to make enough uh, off that platform. What you're describing is leveraging the platforms of Facebook groups, leveraging the platforms of the podcast medium, leveraging the platform of YouTube. I mean, and, and you don't even have to leave your seat, right? You could be in your home and produce something that generates way more than you could ever do uh, schlepping people around town with, with your Uber, right? So, Jim, tell me what are different ways in which folks could, with relative ease, take what you teach in your book and start an online business? You've mentioned a few already. Um, sure. You know, product selling, but tell us a few more. What are some simple ways folks could actually do what you're describing here today? Some actionable steps. Absolutely. Well, we start most people out with the S model. Remember our CES, the S was sell physical products. And we've spent a lot of time 
on this podcast episode today talking about the E and how easy, and that I love the E, that's where I spend my time. But if a random guy on the street were to come up to me and say, hey, I, I want convince me that I can make money in the next two weeks, I want to put $500 in the bank, prove to me that this is legitimate, I would say, we're going to start here. You're going to go around your house, find some stuff you don't need and sell it online. We have educated more third-party sellers in the Amazon universe than any other organization in the world. We've been out the headquarters. I've met with senior VPs at Amazon. They love us because we're legitimate. We've been doing it a long time. We crank out the success stories and people that use Amazon the right way. That's what we do. And this might surprise you, Mark. I don't know if you've ever seen this data, but I'll, I'll see if you can take a stab at it. I challenge the listeners too. This is a very telling statistic that helps us answer the question you just asked me. What percentage, Mark, do you think of all retail in the U.S., if we put it on a pie chart, what percentage of it is online right now? What's your best guess? I know the actual data. Wow. I, in United States, globally? U.S. Um, wow. It feels like a lot. I bet it's probably a lot smaller than I expect. Let me say 20%. Great guess. Most people usually guess around 30 to 40%. Yeah, I, I would imagine my first guess was like 50 plus, but yeah, what, what is it actually? The actual number online retail sales is 10% of all retail. Wow. Wow. 90, another stated differently, 90% of all retail is still people getting in their cars, going to a store shelf and buying something. 90%. Now of that 10% that we just discussed, that's online, half of it or 5% of the U.S. economy overall is on Amazon. Amazing. Which is massive, massive, <laughs> but it's nowhere near what it's going to be. Mm, yeah. That 10% will soon be 15% online and 20% online projections show 30, 40 plus. It going to those numbers that we all probably instinctually thought we were already at. The reason I like pointing that out is it's not saturated yet. It's big, but it's going to get a lot bigger. The opportunity is in its infancy. So right now is the time to be looking at ways to sell physical products online or partnering up with people who know how to do it well in some creative way. So that's where I would go next. Anything from selling stuff around your house to building a brand such as what we've done, you know, and sold tens of millions of dollars of your own branded product, growing an audience that listens to you and can't wait to see what new toy you come out with next. So there's all kinds of options and I could list as much time as you gave me today. I could list, I could tell you success stories. We have over at this point about 1500 documented success stories of people who have built incredible businesses. And we've just, we've been doing it the right way for a long time and there's so many ways to do it. Jim, not to put you on the spot there, but I would love to know one story. Can you bring it all the way down the ladder to a, a human life? What, what yes. is a recent one that you've seen happen, uh, a life change because of what you guys have been able to help put together? I'll give you, I'll give you let's do two stories at each end of the bell curve, okay? Um, you know, there, there's there's 5,000 success stories in the middle of the bell curve, and it's all of them are mind-blowingly cool, but there's a couple that I want to show you. One is very recent. His name's Oscar. He had never sold anything online in his life before. He came to us about five months ago, having never sold anything online. He was driving two hours to work every day, two-hour commute to work, two-hour commute from home. Started listening to our podcast, if I remember correctly. Bought the Proven Amazon course, signed up for coaching. I don't know how he squeezed all that into his very busy life with kids and a family. But he's just one of these guys that understood, and something I teach Mark is, 
When you're launching a new business, you're going to need a period of intense focused effort. You can't sustain it forever, but you're going to have to commit very little to no entertainment, very little to no me time. It's intense. You know, you're maximizing every area of your life so that you can, you know, you don't want to sacrifice relationships during this time, but you want to put every minute you can of effort and energy into your business. That's what he did. And three months in, he was selling $30,000 a month of inventory at a very nice profit margin on Amazon using our content and courses. He's, he's since ramped up. So he went from knowing nothing to 90 days later, having a $30,000 in sales per month business on Amazon. And that's just re- very recent. Wow. You know, he's five months in. We get those kind of stories constantly. He was at our most recent live event and uh, you know, we recognized him and said, hey, you know, here's, here's a great example of a recent success story. Um, let me get, let's jump over to it, the, yeah, let's jump over to the other side of the bell curve and I'll tell this story as quickly, briefly as I can, but I think it's powerful. There's a guy named Mike who was living in his mom's garage behind her house, running a small coffee shop in Saratoga, New York, I believe it is. Loves the idea of having his own business, but the coffee shop was struggling. That's a tough way to make money, but he had his own brand of coffee. He came to us. We started talking, helping him build a strategy. He's selling on Amazon now. If you were to go to Amazon.com right now and type in the word coffee, you're going to get tens of thousands of results. Right next to Folgers and Dunkin' Donuts, you're going to see a black bag called Death Wish Coffee. That is Mike's coffee. To make a very long story short, he came to us about six years ago. He's now the number one private label brand coffee on Amazon. Thousands of bags every day. He's in Walmart. He's in Meijer. He's a global brand. He almost has a Harley Davidson type cult following at this point because of his social media strategies. And he credits the ideas that we taught him in this community and the strategies that he learned around here in this community. He's won Entrepreneur of the Year twice in the state of New York. Wow. Uh, which is a pretty incredible achievement. So but none of these guys went into overnight wealth and success. It was a slow and steady in the right direction. They started off like Oscar, having never sold anything online, grew a little business, put in some intense focused effort, grew something special. The opportunity's there. Mm, love it. Thank you, Jim. That's incredible. Thank you for those stories. And it reminds me, you know, what you're doing today, I see the connection now to your first business. Uh, where you <laughs> you were trying to just look around the house, see what you could sell, right? Uh, and and now you do have way more traffic, right? Way more traffic. Uh, so keep up the great work and God bless you guys and all that you're doing. So Thank you, you have a podcast and you have an upcoming summit and you have your your course. Tell us where we can keep up with everything you're involved with. Yeah, you know, I've got a very simple website, hopefully for everyone to remember today. It's just silentgym.com, silent as in quiet, silentgym.com. That has a link to our podcast, to our free Facebook group. We just blew past, I think, 54,000 members in there, completely free. But we love earning uh, the respect and trust of our followers before they spend any money with us. I always wanted to be a part of a community like that. That's what we've built. And I'm just considering myself a member with a role, but there's some incredible people. And I'd love for anyone listening who's trying to use the internet creatively to grow something special, man, this is, this is, could be a home for you. Wonderful. Well, you mentioned earlier that your most powerful asset is your list of people. I think you're certainly wealthy beyond measure on that regard as at least Jim. So thank you for allowing me to be a part of your conversation today and to learn more about the work you're doing, Jim, and keep up the great work. Appreciate it, Mark. You're doing a tremendous job, buddy. Your audience, I've, I've had 
some good interactions with you enough to know and assure that your listeners today that you're a man who can be trusted, you're a man of integrity, and you know you're a man of knowledge. You really know what you're talking about. So it's been a pleasure hanging out with you today, and I really appreciate the invitation. Well, thanks, Jim. Well, now you see exactly why Jim Cockrum needed to get on this show now. His content, I think, is ever more relevant, and my hope is that he continues to serve the community he's been entrusted to. Some quick takeaways as we wrap up our episode here. I want us to really think about using the internet as an asset, not a liability. You know, we certainly have wasted plenty of hours. I know I have watching uh, and streaming, binge watching videos, music videos, whatever, uh, classic movies, etc. during the pandemic and shutdown of 2020. But you can also use the internet not as a liability to waste your time, but as an asset to launch and grow your new business. You can unleash a wave of powerful, free content that builds real trust consistently over a long period of time. That's what trust is. It's consistently showing up and providing value uh, over a long period of time. The second takeaway I had is his CES acronym. So starting in reverse order, selling, then expanding, then consulting in everything that you do. Uh, And I paid particular attention to his concepts of expand to serve your audience with great content, finding a way to bring value to them, and then requesting value, i.e. monetizing, over time. You know, protecting your integrity. Don't sell out to people, but protect and only offer high-quality things to your audience that they'll thank you for a year from now. That was a big deal. Finally, guys, my last takeaway is he does have an upcoming summit called the Proven Conference here in Illinois. Uh, So if you can make it here, It's in October, uh, and hopefully it's back to when we're meeting all in person again, October 21st through the 23rd. So reach out to Jim Cockrum. Go to silentgym.com, and you can find everything you need to know there. Thank you for joining me for another episode of Not Your Average Financial Podcast, helping you think different about your money, your economy, and your future. This has been another episode of the Not Your Average Financial Podcast. To join a financial revolution and start thinking different about money, go to www.nyafinancialpodcast.com and click Request a Meeting. The topics presented in this podcast are for general information only and not for the purposes of providing legal, accounting, or investment advice. On such matters, please consult a professional who knows your specific situation.